0: now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Are we in business? Because as of right now, it says we have zero viewers. Streamy on Twitter. Get your shit together. But it is week five in the NFL. Hopefully, you are not 0-4 like I am in a few places. Um, joining me, like always, beating me by .06 in the Dynasty Rewind Rookie League. I had that thing wrapped up. If you if you would have watched it throughout the week starting Thursday, I was at a hundred percent win or ninety nine percent win most of the week. <laughs> I woke up today and I was at zero percent win. We got Pork Man. How's it going, Pork?
1: I'm doing great. You know who that person was? Who good old Larry Roundtree last <laughs> oh, night man. putting in the work. <laughs> but no, nah, that made my day so much better, especially when I get a text from Mike early in the morning, pissed off. But you know. I love pissing that guy off anyway, especially when we <laughs> talk about how we have a sucky quarterback.
0: But this, we'll this, talk about this, that, you know, that later. It doesn't th- it doesn't take much to piss me off. Um, That's a true story. Joining us from a slight hiatus, hopefully feeling much better. We got Chev and Nooney. Chev, how you doing? Good to see you again.
2: I am feeling a whole lot better. Uh, when I first start, when I first got COVID, I was down and out. But now I'm hopefully getting back. Not a hundred percent yet, but hopefully just keep growing my strength back.
0: All right, well, Chef, good to see you back. Good to hear your voice again. Thanks. Can't wait Appreciate for the verse it. at the end. It's not the same without you here. Mm-hmm. And the man, it won't be the same without him here next week. He's taking some much needed time off and we look forward to you having some fun. Hopefully you share lots of pictures. We got Nate Christian. Nate, how are we doing tonight?
3: Yeah, I'm doing pretty great. I'm leaving for Hawaii in about uh, 36 hours. And I'm really excited because I just want to be like Chef. I got this in the mail. Look at that guy. <laughs> He got married in Hawaii. (laughs) I mean, I'm already married, but maybe I'll get my vows renewed or something because it just seems really cool. You should do it.
0: it. I know know your wife is an avid listener and watcher, so uh, now she's not going to be surprised. Um, Sean chiming in saying we love you, Chef. So here we go. So everybody, head on over to our Twitch channel. Head on over. uh, Join our Facebook group. You're going to get in. All you have to say is, hey, I'd like to join, and you're in. And you can still comment, ask us any questions that you have. Like I said, unfortunately, uh, the Twitter platform is still not working. I mean, it's hard to believe that uh, tech giant like Twitter wouldn't have this figured out when they switch everything over. (laughs) Who would have thought? So anyway, let's, uh, let's go through some injuries that will be affecting some of our teams. Teddy B was concussed. He's in the protocol. He may miss week five. Drew Lock comes in and does Drew Lock things. He likes to throw to the other team. David Montgomery hurts his knee. Looks like he's going to miss about four to five weeks. Damian Williams has a thigh bruise. Matt Nagy, his first name is Matt. Who cares? Is it Matt? Or... Uh, he says he's probably going to be okay. <laughs> you don't know his name, Mike?
3: <laughs> the freak? Everyone just
0: calls him Nagy. I don't know. Whatever. Um, the Chicago Bears also acquired wide receiver Jakeen Grant from Miami for a conditional six-round Such a pick.
3: random trade.
0: I know. It's, I saw it today, and I was like, I guess we should talk about that, right? Skinner or, return guy, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. That's about oh, it. Wait. Shev, any news on Tariq Cohen? You, is he coming back anytime, or is he still on the pub?
2: Yeah, so this kind of makes me feel like he might be out a little bit longer than what they were expecting as well. I feel like Tariq Cohen was going to come back and play a lot of special teams and take over those punt returning and kick returning roles. Uh so this could be a desperation play just to get a little bit more excitement going through uh the the kick return and punt returns. So I mean, Grant, he he's a good athlete, man. He's slippery and he's a small guy that can can make big things happen in the special teams ends ends of things. So I think Tariq Cohen might be out a little bit longer or he just might be they might cut bait on him too. I'm not sure. Maybe
3: he's the new workhorse and they were like, Oh, we gotta get somebody else to return kicks." <laughs> Yeah,
2: it could be. He might play tight end. Who,
3: Who knows? You know, <laughs> they need more. <laughs> um,
0: I, Nate, I want you to, I want your thoughts on this one. So, Joe Mixon, he hurt his ankle. He hurt his ankle. Uh, might miss his week to <laughs> week. Smudge P. Ryan or Chris Evans, or is there any other options there that we need to look at? There's another
3: there's, option, Nate. there's another option there, but I hear he's a slot wide receiver now. So, um, I, don't, I mean, I don't like samaji P. Ryan. I don't really like Chris Evans too much. Hey, Puka might get on the active roster. If he gets on the active roster, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about just that milestone. So I'm going to take it step by step. I'm not going to set my ex- expectations too high. But, I mean, if he gets like at least – I have a bet somewhere with Bob. I think I just need Puka to get like five fancy points this year. So <laughs> really hoping for it. Just five. Just, so I mean, just, the, he just needs like three catches.
0: <laughs> you know? Nate, I have a question. You say you don't like smudge appearance. Smudge appearance getting run. He's getting points. You like points. You like winning, right? So is there a certain point in the season where you put aside the fact that you don't like a guy and you'll maybe grab him off waivers if you can get him cheaply, have him there if need be?
3: You know what I mean? Oh, mean If I have either one of these guys in the waivers, yeah, I'm going to pick him up. Um I'm not sure if I'm super excited to start either one, but Same. I would definitely pick up both of them if given the chance just to see if one of them maybe, you know, shows up a little bit in the couple weeks that mm-hmm. Mixon's out. Um, I would say high upside just from like an athletic standpoint is Chris Evans, but P Ryan's the veteran. He's probably going to get the majority of carries. Chris Evans probably gets more uh, receptions out of the backfield. So, um I say the higher upside guy, I agree agree with uh, Detroit Bestie here that Chris Evans is probably the guy to get.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And, hey, don't forget, if these guys are on your bench, they can't hurt you. I know they can't help you, but they can't be used against you, Um, Um, unlike Chase Claypool, who I left in a few lineups this week. Um, I'm in too many leagues. I'm 25. I missed some stuff. Um Speaking of which, Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with a hip injury. Mike Tomlin coming out and saying today that he gives the the Pittsburgh Steelers the best chance to win. <laughs> he, I mean, uh,
1: realistically, he does. I mean, you gonna put in Haskins,
0: put in Dewey, mean,
1: or uh what else? Hey, listen, Mason I don't Rudolph. care what other team
0: does. To be honest with you, really hey,
1: as long as he keeps he's targeting Deontay Johnson the way he is, I, I still want him. That's if yeah. he keeps doing that, he's getting like eleven targets a game.
0: True. Oh, yeah. So Jimmy Garoppolo left with a lower leg injury. I don't know if it's calf or ankle. I don't remember. He may miss some time. So then Kyle Shanahan saying he might not miss time. I believe the 49ers bye week is week six. So it was me. I'd probably just let him sit out, play Trey Lance. And DJ Chark fractures ankle. He's going to miss the rest of the season. Also, I hate when people on Twitter get mad because a guy gets hurt in a game and gets you no points. Like, trust me, NFL players don't want to get hurt. If he just goes out and sucks and you want to get mad about that, by all means, go ahead. Dude had surgery on a fractured ankle.
2: Chill. Yeah, he's more worried about getting his money. I mean, isn't he coming up on a contract year, too? In a contract year. uh He don't care about your little fancy points, kids.
0: Right. (laughs) He wants to get paid. All right, so let's see. We're going to do a new segment um, called the versus segment, and this is... Crafted by Bob Van Duzer's massive cranium. Um, All right, so. (laughs) We're we're just going to pick on Bob today. By the way, all you you (laughs) you guys out there. So Jalen Smith was cut by the Cowboys today, which I didn't see coming. But apparently a lot of people saw coming. I don't know. He's a good linebacker. Money-saving thing. Pork and I are saying the Eagles should grab him because. Alex Singleton's impersonating Nate Gary on a weekly basis um, Bob were yeah. we're better off without him by the way uh, John Gannon's defensive scheme has been turned in Philadelphia as the Swiss cheese defensive is. system because it, it has so cheese many holes you don't know which one to exploit first see um, when
3: your defense starts like when the nickname starts with Swiss you're like hoping it's like Swiss army knife or something like that yeah.
1: not not Swiss cheese frickin', it's freaking dairy it's freaking it stinks is.
0: Yeah, it, It's like it's that curdled. Uh, yeah. cheese. For munda cheese <laughs> Firmunda <laughs> But I think Jalen Smith will be an upgrade Over what they have now Which is just a bunch of bums
1: Yeah, Jannard Avery, he needs to go Bye
0: If Davion Taylor can get healthy Play him a little bit more Because he at least has speed and he can cover guys but we're not talking about defense because sorry, Bob, no one cares about defense, but all right. So the versus (laughs) segment, Kenneth Gainwell versus Miles Sanders. What's up with this backfield? I'm going to kick it to you. All I'm going to say is rookie head coach, rookie head, play caller. Has a lot to do with it. They did. They did really clamor to get Gainwell on the team as per Ruben Frank. Mm -hmm.
1: It's more, I think it's more of a, you know, a drafting thing. That's what they want, and I just don't understand it. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell is a good player, but Miles Sanders is a home run hitter, and that's the thing I just don't understand. I mean, he does—he has given us some quality catches and all that, but Miles Sanders should be on the field a little bit more than Kenneth – a lot more than Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, I can understand putting him in on third downs, but other than that, I mean – Miles Sanders should be dominating that first and second down uh, role.
0: I agree. I agree, and I do think I think it's gonna come around. I don't know what the hell that was. Sorry, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm hoping <laughs> the offense turns it around. I mean, I thought that the play calling was much better last week versus Kansas City. I do want to see more usage out of Miles Sanders, though. As both an Eagles yeah. fan and that rosters him in a lot of places, and they
1: ran, they ran, a, they ran a ton of tempo, which is, I mean, which is good, would be good for Gainwell because uh, you know it's just a lot of one read stuff that that Jalen was throwing to him because he was, you know, obviously the PPR each catch is very meaningful. So it looks mm-hmm. like there's a little bit of flex appeal with him, but it's it's going to be kind of tough to even sit Miles Sanders because we know how good he is. But if you have a better option, you might have to go with someone else at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, all it takes is one touch from a guy like that, and he's gone. Yeah. We've seen it. You all right, Mikey? <laughs> Man,
3: but, uh... I'm upset with my Miles Sanders. <laughs> i have yeah, yeah.
0: So, in full disclosure, uh, my little girl's sick. I just thought I heard some noise from the other room, so I wanted to oh, make no. sure. I oh, no. Hear. You're good. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what it is. It could be the cat pawing at the door, too. <laughs> She's being a good. So, sorry. Um, continuing our versus segment. You know what, Nate? I'm kicking this one to you with DJ Chark out for the season. LaVisca Chenault
3: versus Marvin Jones rest of season. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's a (laughs) legitimate question because Marvin Jones, except for this past game, has looked pretty good. Um, He was looking consistent, getting consistent targets. You know, he's always been a red zone threat. Um, I've always been a big fan of Marvin Jones. And I think at this point in this offense, even though it's not necessarily an efficient offense, Mm -hmm. There's a decent amount of volume there. So I think there's going to be enough to go around for both those guys. There's not really a tight end there that is going to be dominating targets um, as much as some people may love Dan Arnold. (laughs) So it's really going to be LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones. Like, that's it. So, but between the two, I'm going to go with LaVisca Chenault. You know that. You knew that before you even asked the question. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not just because I'm a huge Chenault fan. Um, Like I said, I do think Jones is going to do pretty well. But what it comes down to is I think Chenault's going to get more receptions. He's going to get more targets because of how he's used. So right now, looking at the stats, he's actually number four in the entire NFL for sh- snaps out of the slot. We know that slot snaps usually equate to more targets and receptions than the outside guys, unless they're like a dominant guy like DeAndre Hopkins or Stephon Diggs. You know, there's, slot snaps are easy, especially for a rookie quarterback. You know, get him right out real quick. Going across, crossing routes, easy. So, Chenault's going to get the receptions. He's going to be good in PPR leagues. The one thing he hasn't done so far this year is score touchdowns. And I think that's something where he can be used more because he's a big guy. He's a big physical receiver. They need to use him in the red zone. Obviously, Marvin Jones has, throughout his career, been an incredible red zone threat. So he's still going to be the number one guy in the red zone. But I think with DJ out, Chenault's going to see some more looks in the red zone. Get some touchdowns, get some rushing attempts near the goal line. They're going to have to use him more in manufacturing touches now that Sharks out because they have to use the weapons they have left. They don't have three good wide receivers now. Now they're just down to two. So they're going to have to make some things happen. I like what Chennault can do. I like the dump-offs. You know, he's got the ac ability. He's going to be a good safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence, though. I think the biggest question that goes within this question is what the hell is happening in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer?
2: He's been grinding tape, man. That's now he's grinding okay. some yeah. other things, huh?
0: That's right. Yeah, next- right to the point. <laughs> my next verse is, it's not on the show sheet, but we're going to kick it to Chev. <laughs> Chev, Urban Meyer versus middle-aged women in Columbus, Ohio. Oof. She was not middle-aged. <laughs> oh, boy. Was, uh, Dan- dance battles only. She had to carry her. a hot thottie. She had it's a Karen haircut, man. She looked a... like she was going to talk to the manager of the NFL after that.
1: Well, apparently they couldn't find out where his fingers were, so Ooh. that was the biggest issue. Oh, man. Urban Meyer. <laughs> oh.
2: Doing Urban Meyer things, <laughs> No my finger. He's just, he, he doesn't want the job. I don't really think he does. I, I really think he's ready for USC or something else along the ventures. I mean, I've never heard – I mean, I've seen – a whole lot going on in the nfl i have never seen anything like this with a head coach at a bar after a loss didn't go home on the plane want to stay with and hang out with family and my guys out here it at the bar just taking it easy just living it up like he's a four and king man and now everybody's yeah. got to answer all these questions there's so much crap going on in jacksonville already now we got to answer this so Number one pick, they might be uh twerking for Trevor this upcoming season. We'll see.
0: I tell you Chev, you you made a great point. It's like he does not want that job. Why'd you take it then?
1: It was obvious he didn't want it during the the opening interview. He just he didn't look excited at all. Like I'd rather somebody act the fool like Dan Campbell talking about eating kneecaps (laughs) than that guy sitting there looking clueless and obviously does not want to be there at all. You might as well just stay. At, at doing your broadcast job he said but well, no they're paying me a lot of money i'm gonna just turn it around it's they good. made they made Shad Khan build a whole city out there <laughs> and spend dumb money and now you don't want to be there obviously like get the heck out of here it might as well be make charlie to? strong yeah oh uh, yeah it's stupid as hell it was dumb so like just let it go and go somewhere else you don't you know you didn't want to be there so don't take that money. You should have just waited for a good coach uh, coaching job in college to open up. Well, he's about to. That.
3: He's about to go do that. Yeah. So this he, is all, he, this is all a ploy just to go to USC. Head yeah, head get head that head money there. If if they fire him, then he gets all the money. Yeah. Right. If he resigns, they he has to. What well, they they I'm trying to see if different. something's
1: in his clause, like a uh, like a just because the, I saw the moral or, clause something like that. Yeah. yeah, the moral clause. That's what it was. But I mean. I think I feel out of everybody, I feel bad more for his wife. Like, it's, it's disrespectful. You know, you go out there, that's your bar. Somebody's going to record you getting, uh, you know,
3: in Columbus, like Dome. where you're basically super famous. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're people know your face by that point. Come on. It, it kind of reminds me I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago um, the Jay Gruden situation. Yeah. You guys remember that? Like when he was like hitting on one of the players' girlfriends and like.
1: Yeah. He was trying, trying to hit. get fired.
3: Bro. Like that stuff was crazy. Some of these coaches, man. What are they doing?
0: Some power and it goes to their head. For sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, some of it does. Some of it is like just deployed just to
1: get out of their contract. I don't, feel like, I don't feel
2: like it's the first time it's happened.
1: If I'm going to no. be honest. It's, def- it's so, definitely not the first time it's happened. I'll, I'll throw that out there. You know, the I problem think is. I left.
0: Point, so. They need, they everybody needs a thrill. They need a thrill. You need a thrill as well. Do you have <laughs> a thrill, thrill already? Sorry to cut your face off there, Chef. Do you missed the thrill of <laughs> drafting before the season started? If you could do it over again, would you draft differently? Well, now's your chance over on Underdog Fantasy. Bob, shouldn't that be over at Underdog Fantasy? Come on, man. I guess it's on and out. It's fine. The best ball resurrection drafts are live now until October 14th. Scoring will start week six and go on through the rest of the season until week 17. Draft again with what you know now. The best part is that new members can draft for free use promo code rewind all caps when you make your first deposit and you will get a bonus ten dollars to play with the link is in the description support this team by letting them know the dynasty rewind sent you and we will see you there all right those are my
2: favorite leagues i'm just gonna point that out you don't have to Mm -hmm. do nothing with the lineups you just got a draft it's great Mm -hmm. beautiful
0: All right, let's talk let's talk some buy or sells here. Okay. So Kenny Galladay finally shows up, six receptions for on seven targets for hundred and sixteen yards. Does this continue and can this continue, Chev? What do you think? Kenny Galladay is the re, is he the real deal, or was he a victim of Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton being up?
2: Yeah, that definitely plays a big key into him being successful. But I think if the Giants want to be successful, they're going to have to find him as well throughout the season. I mean, it just really hasn't come to fruition yet with them. I mean, four receptions, 64, three for 38, four for 64. Then he has this big game of six for 116. If they want to be successful, they're going to have to get the ball down the field. I know Saquon's been struggling. Saquon's been coming back from injury. He looked pretty good this, this last week. So hopefully mm-hmm. he's getting back to looking uh, like the normal Saquon that we're used to seeing. But they just signed this guy for a whole lot of money. They gotta figure out how to use him and Daniel Jones, such a good deep passing quarterback, from what I'm hearing. I mean, let's see it. We gotta see him connect with Galladay down the field. Who knows? Maybe Tony, maybe Tony unlocked Galladay this last week. Who knows? Yeah, okay.
0: Maybe. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I just wanna I wanna let everyone know that there was a place where I was really banged up. So I went ahead and I started Colin Johnson because I figured all these other guys were out. <laughs> Did not record a target Spoopy that- season, man. Yeah, <laughs> Spoopy. I don't know. If Bob's saying it's Spoopy season. I don't know what that what is. Combination that between poopy and Spoopy. <laughs> I don't know. But um, also, I did start Alex Collins in the league out of pure necessity. Whoa, Mike.
3: Wow. And no, your team, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say congratulations, but also, right. not.
0: no. I up too Also, Chris Carson did not practice today, Tuesday. The Seahawks do play Thursday night, so something to definitely keep your eye on. Alex Collins got 10 carries last week. Could be the guy to go. You know, a little bit of a waiver wire fill in there. DJ
3: so, Dallas.
0: I mean, hey, listen, things can travel fast or things change quick. One day you have uh, a federal offense and firearms in your trunk. The next day you could be starting for the Seattle Seahawks like Alex Collins. It's just crazy how the world goes.
1: Wow. Well, he'll be Phil. <laughs> Here's one
0: for you. Dawson Knox. Oh Yes. We buying or selling this. Four touchdowns in 2021. Four games with over 50 yards in 31 career games. None in 2021. Zero games with over 67 receiving yards. Is he just the highly efficient touchdown dependent tight end of 2021? Or is this the start of something bigger?
1: I think this is just more of a progression thing. I mean... I know it's a joke around with Dawson Knox; he's trash, and then you know. But I just see, I can kind of see like how it was going. He was mostly a, a red zone guy, like the show sheet says. But if I can see just a little bit of progression in Josh Allen starting to uh, trust him in between the numbers, I think may not maybe not this year, but next year you'll see that type of chemistry just keep pushing forward. But I think for now, um, seeing that I think he's the most targeted tight end in the NFL, in the red zone, I definitely love it. Uh, so, I think right now, when you usually have a, a player that's touchdown dependent, you usually try to sell him for something better. But for me, my love for Dawson Knox goes way deeper <laughs> than that. So, me personally, I'm just going to keep him for right now and, uh, and keep starting him. I, I started him in a lot of places last week because I'm just starting to see Josh Allen is trusting him in the red zone, but fantasy advice <laughs> try to sell him and try to get somebody you know package him with somebody else and try to get a better tight end if, if possible if not I think, you can probably still play him and you'll be good
2: yeah i think sometimes he just gets lost in between everybody else stefan digs emmanuel sanders yeah. i mean i think he just gets lost in between those guys and nobody remembers he's there like yeah, this last he, week like that's what happened
1: yeah he yeah and he's and that's all I was going to say. Diggs and Sanders are the in-between-the-20s guys. And then when it gets down low, you look for the big guy up top. And and he's been very, very efficient with that. So, hey, if he's giving you a touchdown, one touchdown, it might get you two touchdowns one week. It could win you a week. And he's cheap. I think he's a tight end five right now. Yeah. I just I just nice. want a
2: touchdown with my tight ends. If I can get them to score a touchdown, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all you're asking for.
1: Because cause we all know that position is very, very bleak, so – if you can find a wild card like a Dawson Knox, put him in your starting lineup and you, you got a chance to win. Especially, you know, like I said, these tight ends are butt Because, you know, Mike Gusecki is top five. So, let's see how that goes. i four. four. Hey, he's
2: so, coming up. He's
1: coming up. I'm just he's you. coming up. No, he, he's he, he doing, he doing a little something. I'll see him. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the best thing
3: that happened to him so far this season. So, is Dawson Knox basically this year's Robert Tanyan?
1: Yes. He is at, at this point, which is fine. But like I said, if you can sell them, you see what Robert Tunyon's doing now. He's not doing anything.
0: Thanks, so if, Bob. So if you sold them thanks last year, draft Robert <laughs> If thanks, you sold thanks. them
1: last year, or, or you know, if you could sell them during the draft uh, next year, you might be able to get something good because you'll see that that high tight end number that you have, and then you can get maybe a top tight end in this draft that you like, or, or you know, maybe not like a Waller or a Hockenson, but if you can get a Waller or a Hawkinson or somebody <laughs> like that, you'll be good.
3: That would be pretty good. I
0: thought fired. Gerald Everett would have a good season. Uh, yeah, he hasn't played. <laughs> Didn't get
1: COVID? Oh, yeah, Not have a good yeah season he got then. COVID, he... Mike. Thanks. He got COVID. He can't get against my bed. The guy's sick. You're such a sick son of them, Stop <laughs> me say a bad word, Mike. Hmm. Bad word. Phil, be nice. Michael, you be nice. All right. Are there any
0: players that you guys are looking to acquire or target in trades right now?
3: Yes. So this morning, I was looking through my teams. I was like, wow. Michael Pittman is very quietly the wide receiver 32. So he's a very solid wide receiver three right now. And he's working with a very injured Carson Wentz and a not so great Colts team at the moment. Mm -hmm. And he's out here putting up some pretty decent numbers. And he doesn't have any touchdowns, no receiving touchdowns. We know that can really hurt wide receivers. So far, through four games, he's got 36 targets, 23 receptions for 279 yards. So it's only 12.1 yards per reception. So he's not really that deep threat that we kind of were hoping he was going to stretch the field. But he's getting a pretty good amount of volume. And that Colts team isn't even throwing a lot right now. Um, they're, They're kind of struggling. So I'm looking at him as a, right now, a solid wide receiver three. And I, I don't see how he does any worse than that for the rest of the season. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think T.Y. Hilton's going to come back in anytime soon and dominate Paris Campbell hasn't stood out. Yeah. And Zach Pascal, I mean, same kind of thing. Like, he, you know, he's had some good weeks, but he's an average wide receiver overall. So I'm looking at Pittman. He's, no one's talking about him right now. No one's talking about him. No one's talking bad about him. No one's talking good about him. But he's playing pretty well considering the the situation around him. And, you know, diving into the stats, you know, he's participated in 99.3% of every single pass play, which is number three in the league. So he's out there every single time they pass the ball, basically. And he's also got six red zone targets so far. So the fact he has zero touchdowns is kind of weird. And he's just... He's just out there. He's got 204 completed air yards, which is 20th in the league. You know, he's he's a guy that, you know, looking at his metrics, and I always go on player profile because they're a pretty incredible website. But looking at the metrics, he's actually kind of underperforming. And it comes down to the fact that he hasn't caught any touchdowns yet and the fact that, you know, Carson Wentz and that offense hasn't really been efficient yet. But I think as the season progresses, if Carson Wentz can get healthy, We're gonna see Pittman have some big weeks. And I'm not gonna say he's gonna be the wide receiver one rest of the season or anything like that. I think he probably sticks around where he is at right now, but he's gonna have some big weeks. And I think he's a guy I wanna go ahead and acquire.
0: What about you guys? Got anyone?
3: Dude, I wanna go
2: get Allen Robinson everywhere. I feel like he's gonna be so undervalued right now, even lower than he was before, which is not too too high. So I I would wanna go get Allen Robinson everywhere. He might not be with the Bears next season, so he'll go get a contract somewhere else. And if I'm Allen Robinson, I'm going to somewhere that has an established quarterback that is going for a ring next season. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are out there that I would be super excited for Allen Robinson to go to. So, I mean, he's a guy that I just feel hasn't, hasn't played to his potential. Nobody on the Bears really has this season. I mean, it's been a really real big struggle for offensive stats for the Chicago bears other than Mooney last week and Montgomery is probably the only consistent one that I can probably throw out there. But Alan Robinson is definitely somebody I would go grab. I mean, this uh, the rest of the season he should be way better than he is. And next season could he be even better as well for him too. I yeah. I like that. Mm. Which sucks. Cause I, I love Alan Robinson. I have him in a lot of places cause he's just a dude that gets targets, but this season has not been that way for him. So Mm-mm
0: how about yourself? You got any trade targets you're looking at right now?
1: Uh, I mean, not to play fanboy or anything, but I, if <laughs> I can not go cheap, I'm I'm getting Van Jefferson. I'm trying to. If I don't have any shares that I don't have, I'm still going to try to get them if I can. Um, he's kind of making Robert Woods a little bit uh of an issue to start. He hasn't been looking good at all. He's been throwing a lot of <clears throat> deep balls. And uh, he's been catching a lot of deep balls, and I think he has two touchdowns this year, which is good. Um, So with Matthew Stafford actually being able to push the ball down the field and make that offense look legit, and make Jared Goff look freaking terrible—that's a—that's a fact, Mike. Um, <laughs> but uh, making making Jared Goff look terrible, and once Matthew Stafford came in, it's just—it seems like it's night and day, and seeing that he's targeting Van Jefferson, and we all know Deshaun Jackson's probably going to get hurt. It's just like a <laughs> foregone conclusion. Um, Van is definitely going to be one of the guys that I'm going to try to target wherever I can <clears throat> in, in all of my leagues and actually my start him, so my dream is coming true. I'm actually being able to start John Justin Jefferson and Van Jefferson <laughs> in the same lineup. So it just <laughs> makes my, makes my wow. heart wow. It's beautiful heartbeat. How about the Jeffersons? Oh, yep. the Jefferson shit. <laughs> oh, so boy. for
0: me, I'm just I'm scrolling through league chats right now, looking at people being mad. Didn't say I'm participating in the league chats. Just looking through people being mad about these rookies <laughs> that are not popping off like they expect. Send out some trade offers like people are still really down on guys like Elijah Moore. He's talent that I believe in. Um, you know, even like some second year guys like Quintez Cephas. Might try to grab him. He's it looks like he's carving out a nice role there. I think you can still get him cheap because people just hate the Lions for whatever reason. Amin St. Brown had a good week last week. Still pretty high on him. Just guys like that. Let let people let people get angry at these rookies because, you know, not everyone's coming out and playing like Justin Jefferson. So anytime I can get and a guy like that. And Mike, one on more person. What?
1: Sorry, one more person. <laughs> Khalif Raymond for the Lions. Uh he looked really good this week. This seems like it's Jared Goff's favorite target on that offense. He had two touchdowns. Um He was a really good DFS play last week, and maybe next week if, if he continues to play, it'd be a nice cheap option.
2: Yep. There you go. What thing good. about Kyle Pitts? Not How is good. everybody feeling about him so far? I still like I mean, him. I we should all so.
0: overreact, like right? <laughs> no,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I like what he's doing, man. I think – a lot of people are going to be ready to get rid of him pretty soon, so that'd be somebody I'd be might be targeting as well to go get cheaper it. than what you definitely had to pay for for the yep. beginning of the season. he's on a dollar for real. Yep. Um,
3: and well, and to too. keep to keep the tight end flow going real quick, Shea. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, should I go out and acquire Cole Komet? I hate Cole Komet to be
2: honest. When they drafted him, <laughs> I was not happy. So I, I don't. I, I don't want anybody on the offense right now, really. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, other than Mooney and the top guys, like I don't I'm not I am i do not feel confident saying go get Cole Komet. I, I just don't feel good about that. I mean, we all hoped that Matt Nagy would get a Travis Kelsey role to one of these tight ends at some point, but it is not the case. Matt Nagy doesn't even want to give a, a quarterback the starting gig other than freaking Andy Dolan, who hasn't played since, like, week two. So I, I don't even know what to do with that offense. I have not been the biggest Colt Komet guy, so it would be hard for me to want to buy him, to be honest. All right. What about you?
3: I don't know. That's what I was asking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's tied to that offense a little bit longer than some of these other guys. I think I think it will be better – if we get a new coach and we do some different things, but I mean, who knows? Laser, laser could be the guy that leads us to some big moves, and but we got to see who's going to be our quarterback, I guess, first. So I don't feel too confident or the decision making there
3: at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I think I think Cole Komet is just on a low volume, not efficient offense. I think mm-hmm. you know I don't think he's going to be like a top top tight end, but I think he's better than he's. Performing at the moment. And I don't think it's just yeah. necessarily him. I think it's the offense and the fact that it's not very good. I mean, if Allen Robinson isn't going to get targets, I'm not going to bet on Cole <laughs> to
2: get targets. So <laughs> that will be tough to do for me.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, any any guys that you looking to trade away right now? Get off your roster?
1: Uh, for me, it's uh, Cordero <laughs> Patterson. I don't see him being able to sustain any of this for a long period of time. He's an older guy. We all know. we all seen this happen. He runs the ball. He looks. You can good, say all like the same Jonah stuff about home. Van Jefferson. <laughs> what are you talking about?
3: Older guy. You know, old, not going to sustain.
1: <laughs> yeah, Van's going to sustain because he is younger than Cordero Patterson. Patterson's old. Not slightly. <laughs> but, you know, Cordero is not going to you know, keep with this with this uh production. Uh honestly we all know Michael Davis. He's not gonna be I'm calling him Michael Davis because he's not playing well. <laughs> Mike Davis is not good. Uh he hasn't been playing well. He has been giving you uh some some receptions for PPR. But uh I'm gonna try to sell Cordero Patterson as soon as you can. Um I just don't see it sustaining throughout the year. Um, there's other teams, the Bears tried him at running back, really didn't work out too well. Um, the Vikings, he tried to run running back, didn't work out there. So I don't see how it was going to work out here throughout the season and, and keep it going. Can you imagine if Kyle Pitts was doing what Patterson's doing right
2: now? Oh, my god! Everybody would be losing their Nuts. The oh my Nuts. You know gosh. what's
1: crazy? He probably couldn't do it. If they put him in that – not the running back role, but when yeah. they were throwing him in the ball out on the um, – when he was a wide receiver, out wide, mm-hmm. if they threw out the pits, they would have went wild because he could make the same type of plays. But, you know, I, I get, I'm i happy for Cordell Patterson at this point in his career to be able to produce this way. but we've, we've seen this story time and time again, and it's just not going to – I don't think it's going to sustain. Now, If it does, I'm happy for the guy, but I just don't see it myself.
2: Wait till it returns a touchdown as well. Then everybody's right. going to go crazy. Oh, my God. It's going to – amazing stat line just – Four catches, three touchdowns, and a return ones. return touchdown. I can see it coming soon. Be ready. Be ready,
3: Twitter. Yeah, get <laughs> ready for the receiving touchdown, the rushing <laughs> touchdown, and the return touchdown. All in one game. <laughs> he might throw one. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Yeah, all right. Who knows? Um real quick, you guys got Nate, Jeff, anybody you want to try to move away from at this point?
3: Not one off the top of my head. I think, I
2: think it's still a little early. Now, like, if you're going to rebuild, then obviously I'd probably start looking to trade right about now. But, I mean, I have I feel, I feel confident in my teams. They're just underperforming at the moment. I don't want to trade them too early because there's a lot of guys on my team that are just underperforming or they're not putting it all together at the same time. So I, I don't really have a guy yet. Cordell Patterson's a really good one but uh, that I really just want to get rid of at the moment.
0: Well, we do have a rebuilding question in our next segment. So, Shev, I love... That was a great segue. It was. Um, Bob Gilchrist chiming in. Is this Instabook (laughs) something like that? (laughs) Very (laughs) close. It is the Dynasty Rewind, and if you are looking for a new way to play Dynasty, a way to go deeper than just drafting and trading and setting lineups, it's true that it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty fantasy football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap. Sure, rookies are of value now, but what about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at DynastyOwner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. You know, actually, guys, good question. So Jalen Smith got cut today. All right, so if you have a player in Dynasty Owner that gets cut, does he still count against your cap? I mean, I don't know how that works. Do you guys know? So what happens
1: is in in Dynasty Owner, you have to wait until he becomes a free agent, and then you'll be able to cut him, and it doesn't go against the cap, and then you you, just get all the cap money back. Can you keep him if you want?
0: If you think it's yeah, a good sign with someone else, okay.
1: Yeah, you can keep them. Okay. But it kind of, oh. when you when you drop someone, it, it, there incurs a fee. And then you have to use your money for that. So I usually wait for that to come through and then cut them so you don't have to pay that extra cash. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Dynasty owner, we scored, I've got to tell you guys, we scored the most points this week in the league. So we got an extra $2 million of uh, Dynasty dollars. Oh, uh, fire me up.
0: Timothy Dynasty Hunter, if you want to slide $2 million my way, that would be fantastic. <laughs> well. Well, um, we got two questions here. One is from Facebook user. Seems that sophomore receivers usually peak. Is this the time to buy low on rookie receivers? I think absolutely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, not, gonna, not Jamar Chase. He's out there killing it. But guys like I mentioned before, like Elijah Moore, you know, some other guys like that. Terrace if Marshall. Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. That's a great, great one right now. He hasn't.
3: Hit off, but he's not a guy I thought was going to in the first couple of games anyway. So yeah,
0: once once they get rid
3: of Robbie Anderson, well, they just signed him to a long contract. So <laughs> well, they signed
0: Jalen Smith to a big contract a few years ago too, and it didn't, it didn't uh, yeah, but absolutely. If you it, listen, anytime you could buy low on a player, that's the time to do it. If you believe in that talent and you want the guy on your roster, Uh Bob has a question for Nate: Josh Rosen or Trevor Lawrence?
3: You know, it's a really tough one. You know. Bobby and myself were talking on Twitter last week about you know I said that I'm not going to give up on any of these guys until year 3. Yeah, so he's like, hey, "What about Josh Rosen though? Do you wait till year 3?" I did not wait till year 3 for Josh Rosen because his own team didn't even wait till year 2. So uh, yeah, that that was an issue. So it's it's a good question though because Josh Rosen, you know, the team only cared for one year. They they didn't care about him year 2. Urban Meyer tried to have a competition battle between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew, so his team obviously didn't care too much about him either in the off season. So it's a good question, but at this point, based on what I've seen, I'm going to have to slightly lean Trevor Lawrence.
2: Josh Rosen really didn't get a great chance at every, at the NFL at all. I mean, he had a new a new offensive coordinator like every season. So yeah, I but feel if, bad for the guy. But hey, if you could trade
3: Trevor Lawrence for Josh Rosen and say like three first-round picks, then I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a good. You might cut bait
2: of Josh Rosen as well. <laughs> so what
0: I think we're going to do here is we're getting a little bit up against it for the time. I, I like this segment that we got here. We're just going to, we're going to hold that over to next week, but I do want to go Chev, before we go to you. We're going to go to Nate's Debbie player of the week. Nate, I know you got someone good for us. Chev, I've been playing around with some sound drops. Since you've That's beautiful. Alive. I love that. So, I love that. Uh, Nate, what do you have for us this week on your Debbie player of the
3: week? So I'm actually really scared to do my Debbie player of the week. Two weeks ago, I said Quentin Johnston, he ended up having zero points in a game that had like, I mean, he had zero catches in a game that had like 80-something total points. So that was a curse. And then I said Dante Demas last week, and he ended up destroying his knee two or three days later. So I'm kind of scared to give you a debut play of the week because it might be a death sentence for their career, you know, or something like that. Clifford. (laughs) <laughs> and don't say uh, Kenneth
1: Walker So, uh, Matty
3: Yeah, that's what I said um, <laughs> No, this this week I'm going to go with a guy that You probably have already heard of And for good reason We've all been talking about Bijan Robinson as the running back one In Debbie but what if i told you he's not the running back one in dev anymore i am drinking the kool-aid that kevin is throwing out there i think travion henderson from ohio state is the rb1 in debbie and wow i mean he's just been so impressive we, we've seen some impressive running backs their freshman year, like we saw Tank, we saw Bijan, we saw some of these guys from last year's freshman class look really good in their freshman season. But this year, Travion Henderson is just showing everybody up. True freshman, came into the Ohio State program as the number one running back in the high school recruiting class, the 23 prospect overall in the nation, and... All-time 488 best prospects. so uh, that's just number on there 24-7 as well, but literally one of the best running back prospects to come out in the past couple years out of high school. Didn't play his senior season because of COVID. Uh, the high school season got switched to the spring, and he had already enrolled into Ohio State. He was an early enroll, so he got to play in the spring practices last year. Looked great. People didn't expect him to make a big impact this year. He's a true freshman, Meon uh, Williams, is in front of him, who's a redshirt freshman, and then they got Master Teague, who's you know maybe not the best prospect, but was a decent college running back for Ohio State. Well, Tre- Trevion Anderson didn't care about any of that. Uh, his first game that he got touches, you know, he had a big touchdown run, and since then he's been nothing but explosive. This is a guy that on the twenty four seven evaluation report. So all they had seen of him was a junior year, where he was a full time running back for the first time. Because freshman sophomore year, he was a wide receiver at a cornerback. Okay, so his junior year is the only time he had played running back full time, and he had 2,424 yards and 45 touchdowns that year. Was <laughs> the Virginia Player of the Year, and was named to All USA Second Team offense. So coming out of high school, just off of that season, he was being scouted and compared to Christian McCaffrey. Um, Insane speed, ability to change direction, incredible vision. They were already pegging him as a first round draft pick. And he's been even better than that since he's been at campus. I mean, through five games so far, he has 54 attempts for 510 yards. That's a 9.4 yard average. That is insane for a running back. He's got seven touchdowns, and he's got three receptions for 87 yards as well. I mean, this guy, you heard me, he played wide receiver his freshman and sophomore year. He played running back his junior year. He's been compared to Christian McCaffrey because he's got that ability to break off the big plays, run the ball through the middle of the field, but also to take that receiving role for a team as well. He's a true workhorse, and he was a little injured coming into the Rutgers game this week, but, you know... Who cares? They gave him eight eight attempts. He had 71 yards and a touchdown. Game before that, eight attempts, 93 yards and two touchdowns. And then, of course, we saw his game against Tulsa, 24 attempts, 277 yards and three touchdowns. Third game of his college career. Playing for Ohio State, this guy is only going to go up. They're getting ready to go into conference play. Well, I guess Rutgers is technically conference play, but we don't really consider them part of the Big Ten. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do against the Big Nebraska. Ten Nebraska. Get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. They don't belong there. You know, I love Bajan Robinson, I really do. But if Trevion Henderson can keep this up, it's it's more impressive to do it in the Big Ten than the Big Twelve. And with with Ohio State's pedigree, I mean if he keeps this up. He's he's definitely gonna be a first round pick. He might even be like a top fifteen pick. He might he, he might be one of those generational prospects we see come out of college. Um, obviously, it's a little uh, high expectations we're setting after just five games of his college career, but he looks he looks the part, and I definitely want to talk about him now because we're gonna be talking about him a lot for the next two and a half years as he gets ready to you know continue his college career and going into the play on Sundays. So Trevion Henderson, you probably already hear his name. You're gonna keep hearing it. Thanks. Dude, Mate, if he gets right. hurt, I'm going to be in Hawaii. <laughs> I was
2: that I was thinking, thinking the same thing. I'm like, Pork's about <laughs> to be so mad.
1: That's, no, yeah, if, yeah, if, he hurt, really if, if he gets
2: but
3: hurt, if he gets hurt, we're from cutting the, of the segment.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're getting rid of it. Sorry, Bob, but uh, there's some. Obviously, I'm a Ohio state fan, and some of his runs are just disrespectful. Like once he gets into the open field, he puts one move on a guy, and then he's just going. Like, and it's crazy because he doesn't look like that fast of a guy because he's a stocky running back too. So. I wanna see him run with power as well. So it's, I, I'm curious to see how this year, rest of this year go and uh, the next two years go. But he looks very, very promising. I'm very excited. He really Unless does. I,
0: you've heard of him, Bob probably already hates him. You know how that goes. Yeah, he does. So that was uh, a, <laughs> that you know? was a <laughs> Devi Player of the Week, courtesy of Nate Christian. And speaking of Devi, um Kevin and I, who Nate mentioned in his Debbie segment, we recorded an episode last night for the Patreon. That's going to come out tomorrow. Uh, the audio and the video will be out tomorrow. So if you are a Patreon member, if you are a re- rewinder, make sure that you check that out. And if you're not join up five bucks a month, and then you get, uh, you get the weekly Debbie content. Well, you get that on YouTube regardless, but uh, you get extra Debbie content through the Patreon. Jaywick wick does a, uh, bi-weekly article and you know we do lots of good stuff we also want to say thanks to all the patrons over at patreon who made this episode possible patreon features bonus podcasts written content as well as our rookie idp best ball and debbie rankings not to mention access to our growing community group chat that i am forced to be a part of but i am a part of (laughs) the link to join is in the description we hope to see you there steve Rayers likes it I read his uh, his little quote last week Thank you again Steve Always appreciate talking to you Him and Zach are probably two of our most active guys In the group chat uh, Justin as well They're actually blowing my phone up As I'm trying to do the <laughs> show But that's okay Because hey if they're excited I'm excited uh, But Chev, what do you have for us Before we head out for tonight
2: Yeah I was really hoping uh, the, the trash bed of the week too The scrub bed of the week I was really hoping to have that segment again But We're behind uh, we've, on that. Yeah we've forgotten about that oh man okay that's all right we'll I'll, make give... sure. I'll make
0: sure it's back on the sheet for when nate comes back from Hawaii. i uh, Nate, i actually think you owe us a shot by the way but i think i, think I do
2: point. i'll pay <laughs> yeah. up when i get back I, <laughs> all right, sounds I, good. i'm gonna ask pork to make those bets pork's been putting some nice little parlays out there so pork I, i'm gonna i'm gonna lean on you for this one okay
1: there you go well, oh for okay the, ne- the next
2: two weeks when nate's gone i need i need those right, i cool. need those bets i man. have a
1: this week was my Khalif Raymond, so that one hit. So we'll see how that goes. So I want to give you somebody like trash, trash, like dude. Uh, hey, Van Jefferson is allowed. All right,
2: oh. <laughs> It's going to be Romans twelve twelve. It says, "Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer." All your prayers are not going to be answered right from the get go. God has a timing that is greater than our even understanding. Uh, so be patient in your prayers. Be faithful in your prayer. Uh, I I trust in God that he's going to do great and mighty things in my life. Uh, In my prayers, I know they're not always going to happen right away, uh, but in God's timing, uh, they'll come through. I mean, I prayed for my dad for so long to accept Christ into his life, and it took years. It it was not a one-time thing, so uh, being able to see that faithfulness, being able to see uh, me pushing through a long time just to see that happen uh was the most incredible thing that's happened in my life so far so uh it's not gonna happen on your timing. it's gonna happen on God's timing and be joyful. I have not been joyful at work to be honest I have re- not wanted to go to work I have not wanted to be happy at work and I lost my joy at work when I do a lot of good work uh so Be joyful in everything that you do. There's so many people that are going to be watching you. Uh, Knowing that I have not been joyful at work has really been a letdown for me because I know I have let some people down as well. So uh, that really does put a sting on things. But uh, I'm working to get joyful, working to bring that back, ready to just be somebody that is full of joy joy. Uh, and ready to bring an atmosphere that is exciting for everybody around me. Uh, so that's all I have for tonight. Hopefully you're being joyful. Uh, spread love around you as well. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. Prayers up for tags. I mean, I when the news broke, I was had COVID. So that was a little bit scary. But, man, I can't imagine everything that has gone, gone on through that. So. Uh, praying for tags family still keep praying for them donate if you're able to and show love to people around you guys
0: all right. all right chef great words from a great man and uh we want to say thank you again obviously prayers up for tags and his family keep them in there and he is foreknown scott fishbowl too just want to bring That's that awesome. to everyone's attention um so for chevin nooney nate christian and phil pork rind simmons i'm your host michael bauer until yeah, next John, week everyone nice name, bro. please rewind Yo, thank you I for fight. watching we're fighting mike you're listening that's <laughs> pork, how you end the show pork if you hit me that's hitting an old man that's a hate crime see you next week everybody
3: thanks for listening to the dynasty rewind please make sure you subscribe rate and review and as always be kind please rewind